I just launched the newest version of cappedcoder.com. Now my business has changed quite a bit over the past year, especially, and I needed my website to reflect that. Also, um, I don't like anything that I built for myself within about six months, so I tend to get a bit antsy about it, but that's neither here nor there. Now, if you don't follow the right steps, launching a new website can actually cause a lot of problems for you and your business. Here's the thing, I know that when I'm launching a new website for myself or for clients, that things can be broken that worked before. Google may not reflect the updated information and worse, you can actually lose customers because something doesn't work right anymore. So how do I protect my clients against those common mistakes that can happen during a site launch? Checklists, my friend. Now the Captain Coder team, we utilize a three page checklist of things that we literally go through and double check on every single website we take live. Yes, even my own website. Now, while all of these are important, I'm going to distill my top six things you should be checking before you take a new website live. You're listening to the Captain Coder Podcast. Each week, I take you through actionable strategies that can help you grow your online business. I'm your host, Marisa Van Skyver, aka Captain Coder. If you're going to take your website live, There are a lot of things to consider before you just replace your old website, even if your old website is problematic and has issues that you're fixing with your new website launch. Now, the top thing that I can tell you to start with is to make sure that you're protected legally. Now, if your website launch is going to be successful and help your business grow, you also need to make sure that you're protecting your business. Especially as an online business owner, your entire business is literally wrapped up in this website. If you don't take a few simple steps to protect your website and your business, you can find yourself in some legal hot water. With every website that we launch at Captain Coder, there are two major things we do to ensure our clients are protected legally. The first is pretty simple. On the bottom of every page of a website, we include a copyright notice, including the current year and the company's full legal name. So for instance, if you go to cappedcoder.com, you're gonna see the copyright 2022 Captain Coder LLC. That is my full legal business name. I actually code that to automatically update the year of the copyright notice on January 1st. So I don't have to worry about it and it stays current for myself and all of my clients. Now an old copyright date can do two things. One, it can signal to your browsers and people on your website and even to Google that your website isn't maintained. So really having an automatic updating date takes care of it for me and I don't have to worry about that and I'm not sending negative social proof out into the world for myself or my clients but it also just helps to protect your content and anything you include on your website. Now, I spoke to my attorney about this actually a couple years ago, who I will talk about here in a second. And she mentioned that it's kind of of two things. You can either have your starting date, because you'll sometimes see when a business launched, you'll have copyright, say 2015 to the current year. You can do both, especially online, 
She likes the extra protection that she feels like she gets with the starting date, but she said it doesn't really matter as long as a copyright notice is there. Now, of course, I'm not an attorney. That is not legal advice. I'm just telling you third hand what I got from somebody else who knows better than me. Now, you do also have to worry about legal information pages on your website. Now, here's what I mean. We have GDPR, CCPA, and other privacy laws going into effect across the world. You need to protect your business and your customers' privacy. Now, with an online business, your customers can literally be anywhere. You can be in Wichita, Kansas, and working with customers in Australia. Totally possible, right? It's not much of an option for us as online business owners. We need to be protected against some of these things, and it's a necessity. But you'll be surprised at how many people forget to have a simple privacy policy, or they copy their terms and conditions from somewhere else. Again, not legal advice, not an attorney, but um, I will tell you that I was told that that is one of the worst things you can do because it's not customized for your business. Technically speaking, that copyright, excuse me, that terms and condition or the privacy policy that you are copying and pasting from somebody else's website, it's actually a copyright violation because <laughs> that's their copyrighted information. So how do you solve this problem? How do you protect your business from lawsuits and other infer issues with your own legal information? Personally, I made sure I was covered and I actually use lawyer written policies for all of my clients. This is included in the price of their website build as just an added bonus of working with me. I personally use Sullivan Legal and I've got her reference her information linked in today's show notes. You can grab your own website policies from Sullivan and protect your website within just a few minutes. Honestly, I can figure out how to go in and update the privacy policies for what I need. I promise you it's not that hard. Now they she works specifically with online businesses throughout the world. So she knows what to include in her policies. Okay, so now we're protected legally. Now we want to protect ourselves and our SEO. Bear with me on this one because it gets a little technical, but I promise I will break it down. If you're changing the URLs of any of the pages on your website from your old to the website you're launching, you need to set up something called a 301 redirect. Now, for instance, on my old website, one page was cappedcoder.com forward slash WordPress dash websites. On my new website, that same page, same information, more or less, has been changed to cappedcoder.com forward slash web dash design. I just wanted to make it more generic, get away from, even though I use and only build WordPress websites, get away from bringing that to the fore, I guess you could say. I didn't want to lose anyone who has maybe linked to that old URL, any blog articles that I have linked to that old URL too, because I know there's plenty, or another place where that link may have been shared, if I've shared it on social media, for instance. Without setting up a redirect, if you happen to go to WordPress-websites on my website, you would get a delightful 404 page not found error. That does nothing for you. 
It confuses people and makes them angry because they've hit a roadblock. And with Google, you've all sudden lost any SEO that you have built up on that page when they get a 404 not found. So instead, when with a redirect, I'm basically taking my customers and I'm taking Google from the old page to the page that's replacing it. This makes Google happy because they can take the SEO I built from that previous page and now they know where to transfer that information to. With WordPress, you can install a simple plugin like Redirection, which is linked in today's show notes, to handle those new links for you. It's really simple. You just plop in the old old URL and the new URL you want them to go to, and it handles it all on your, on your behalf, makes it really easy. Now, when I'm building websites for clients, I get a whole list of 301 redirects. We make sure we have those. Um, we host on WP Engine, so actually we do it just slightly differently, but check with your host or just install redirection plugin and you'll be good to go. Now this one, <laughs> this one may go without saying, but you never know because um, it's often overlooked more than you would, than I would care to admit. You need a review, you need a test, you need a review, you need a test and repeat. You'll be surprised at how many little things and sometimes big things can get missed by even seasoned website professionals like myself. Did I just find a broken link in my own website, new website, like two days ago I was testing? Oh yeah, I did. That's why I test multiple times. Now, testing can feel overwhelming because there may be a lot of components to your website. So let's break it down a little further with what you should be focusing on. Now, the first step is you want to review your new website on multiple devices. Once you feel like you have most of your website good to go, you want to pull out your phone and look at it on your phone. Grab a notebook, your Google Doc, or whatever you like and write down anything you see that doesn't look quite right. Notes are really helpful during the testing phase. You can go back and fix things and you don't forget about it because you think in your head that you'll remember, but um, I will promise you that it's not true if you have a brain even remotely like mine. So can you find everything on mobile? This is really important. You want to be able to find everything. You want to be able to see something. So if somebody goes to your website on a desktop, then they happen to go back and look at it on their phone. They need to be able to find the same information. And can you do everything on mobile that you can do on desktop? Next, I want you to grab a friend who has a different laptop to you and ask them to test it. Ask them to go through your website on a large screen. If you have a bigger monitor, go through it on a bigger monitor. Go through it on a tablet. Get a friend who, if you have an iPhone, get a friend with an Android device. I promise Android device users are out there. Ask them to test it for you and see what's, what's different. Basically, you want to ensure that no matter who is visiting your website on their favorite device, and that device can change, they're able to interact with and get the information they need. Now, the next thing you want to test, which I'll be honest, is one that I feel like is forgotten more often than ever should be. Check that your forms actually work. Now, personally, I do this before and after I launch a new website, because especially if you're moving it from one server or host or whatever to another, it can it can change things. Now, if you're launching your own website, it's probably going to be 
on the same one, but I would test it before and after just to make sure. Are your customers submitting forms and you're actually receiving them? Submit a form using a different email address and see if you get the notification for the form submission. I would personally recommend that you set up a confirmation email that goes to your customer too when a form is submitted and you want to make sure that they receive that email notification as well. Basically, are the forms going where they need to go? You don't want to lose any of these submissions because this is where the money is. So the fact that I know a lot of people that do not check that whether or not their forms work or I find that they have broken forms and have probably been broken for months, it's crazy to me because this is literally the most interested, warmest leads in your business and uh, you're ignoring it. So check your forms work. Now in the same vein, if you have a lead capture of some kind on your website, which you know you should, then you wanna make sure that the lead capture sequence actually works. So use an email that you don't have tied to your ConvertKit or MailChimp because that can cause some, some problems and fill out the form. Did you get the notifications you're supposed to get? Are you getting the freebie delivered how it should be? Have a friend go through and test the sequence for you and make sure they understand everything and that they're getting everything. Now, if you have anything that is any kind of purchase on your website, make sure that the credit card processing actually works. Now, one of the easiest ways to do this is to set a product at the price of, say, a dollar temporarily to make sure that all of it flows and that everything charges correctly. So you can check that your card got charged. You can check that the money is in the account, however you're taking money. Um, just make sure to change the price back when you're done testing, because <laughs> that could get interesting, unless you really want to sell stuff at a dollar. And finally, a big important thing, just go through and click all of the links in your website. Does your menu take you to the right pages? Are you able to navigate through the website easily? Check that any links to social media also work and take you to the correct place too. Now this is especially important if you've changed any of your URLs like we talked about with redirections. Okay, so we have our website tested, we're ready to launch, we've made it live, we've now we've tested our forums again, we've checked our links again. Now that your website is live, you have to tell people about it. But it's not just people, it's social platforms. Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn in particular hold on to information from your website. They do this so they don't have to go fetch a bunch of new information all of the time. It helps them conserve resources. But you have to clear out that information so that when you or someone else shares the link to your new website, the information is accurate. Nothing is worse than Facebook showing the wrong picture for the link you're sharing. And look, even big news outlets struggle with this one. You have to manually clear the information with social media platforms and have them scrape your website fresh. Now, luckily, they all provide tools to make that possible. And I've linked all, all of those tools for Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn in today's show notes. Now that we have our website live too, we want to make sure that we're tracking our information. So don't forget to add your analytics codes back in. 
even though you're launching a new website, you'll want to use the same Google Analytics and Facebook Pixel codes. This is because we don't want to just lose years of data because we have a new website. Don't go creating new analytics or new pixels just because you have a new website. That's crazy. You want to have all of that historical information available to you. Now, you can grab both from your Google Analytics account and your Facebook Events Manager. They should be referenced in your accounts, or you want to shortcut this, right-click on your current website, select View Page Source, and you can find the codes and those two numbers that you're going to need. Personally, I'd recommend having a document where you have saved these somewhere so you never lose them and you don't have to sign into a bunch of different places to find them again should you need them for one reason or another. Now, finally, we have all of this polished up. We are feeling good. Now, the most important piece of a website launch is letting Google know that you have a new website. Though Google will eventually record the changes to your website, it can take literal weeks before that happens. I've seen some websites that are months out of date on Google search results. So how do you bypass that problem and have Google show the right information quickly? I want you to meet Google Search Console. Google Search Console is the quickest way to register your, your website with Google and get them to show new updated information. Simply go to Google Search Console, which is linked in today's show notes, and create a free account. All of this is totally free. It just takes a little bit of maneuvering. You'll need to verify in some way that you own the website you're trying to register. Makes total sense. Now, if you have Google Analytics on your website already, use using that same email that's connected to your Analytics account with your Google Search Dog console. It'll automatically connect it. It'll come up as an option. It'll double check it for you. Now, Google will also walk you through adding, say, a domain record or a piece of HTML content to your website to prove that you own it. And if any of that sounds really technical and you're just not a fan, I can walk you through that too. Don't worry about it. Now, once you have an account, you can add what's called an XML sitemap. Now, the easiest way to get this, if you have a WordPress website, is to install the Yoast SEO plugin and allow it to create your sitemap for you. So install Yoast, and then you just share yourwebsite.com forward slash sitemap underscore index dot XML with Search Console, and it will automatically start updating your info. It's a few steps. I know it sounds technical. I promise it's really just clicking things, and it's very easy. But again, if you're overwhelmed, send me a DM at Captain Coder on Instagram. Happy to talk you through it. Now, like I said at the beginning of this episode, if you don't follow these and other simple steps, your website launch can quickly turn into a nightmare situation. I have launched probably hundreds of websites over the last 20 years. I know all too well that it can go from a pleasant experience to a disaster and even cut into your revenue if everything goes wrong. I honestly still have panic attacks sometimes on site launch days because I know what's at stake. Following these steps, though, can be the difference. This is how why I have a three page checklist, because even when I'm stressed, I know it's going to go well because I have a checklist. I have a process that works. 
It can be the difference between a successful launch that brings you more revenue and one that tanks your business while you try to fix the issues. Don't let that be you. Thank you all for tuning in to our show this week. To catch more Captain Coder, you can subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app. Now, if you have any questions or you want to learn more about digital marketing and how it can help grow your online business, follow us on Instagram at Captain Coder or visit us online at captcoder.com. Can't wait to talk to you all again next week.